0: Welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views—they are amazing.
1: Floor, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I'm your moderator, B. Jones, and Coach K is in the back. What's happening, brother?
2: Good yeah, man. Got the orchestra what,
1: what going in good? the back of, though. I meant the or- got the orchestra in the back. I kind of got lost there, oh, but you got okay. the orchestra okay. in the yeah, back.
2: Like, wow! Like I didn't realize that we had a back portion. <laughs> to... <laughs> oh, you got man. the orchestra you never, behind. Never you, man. makes you it easy. To... <laughs> yeah, what's man. going on, brother? Nothing, man. I'm here, man. I-, I don't know why, man. I'm like cold, man. Like i was about
0: to say, you look, you
2: look on.
0: Kind I of chilly What's like. going on in the ATL? You got all the 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 car, the Columbia's
2: finest over there. Yeah, I don't know. It's like 52 degrees outside. I know it's like 70 degrees in the house. I don't know. 70 is still
1: kind of chilly, man.
2: Mm, Okay. I mean, 70 might be chilly, but you know what? Anything warmer than that and my gas bill (laughs) (laughs) wants to come chill with me. So I'm good.
1: There it is. BJ, what you got going on, brother? No, I'm always bad. We chilling down this way. Easy, easy. El Freshito, what's happening, man?
0: Man, y'all know how it go. Another beautiful day in Zamunda. Introducing everybody to the characters of Mad Harvest. You boys in the back, we back here getting it jumping.
1: There it is. And last, but certainly not least, the BFBG Faison. What's going on, bro? Great to be
3: back. Uh, It's been a long two weeks away, but uh, I'm excited, y'all. It's always great to be here with the fellas. Shout out to our new subscribers, um, Elijah Omori Ikbe and EJ Wash 2506. Shout out to you. Welcome to the 13th floor.
2: Yeah, EJ Wash, Eric
3: Washington. Listen, shout out. To, um, he joined, I think it's a shout-out. I don't care if it's if it was two years ago, or if it's today. You you subscribe, you You get a subscribe and we love you, dog. (laughs) I didn't even think until you just said it. (laughs) Well,
1: there it is. Shout out to the new follower, subscriber. As Faison already alluded to, man, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the bell so you can get notified on everything that we're dropping. Faison does amazing things with the YouTube page, so we definitely yes. want to keep it going up, keep it going up. And if you're listening to this thing on iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio or any of the other places where our podcast can be found, make sure you give a, leave us a comment, you know, uh, rate the podcast five stars if you can. Go ahead and get that up there and then follow us on all the social medias, 134 Floor Please on Instagrams and the Facebooks, you know, and then you can check the podcast on uh facebook uh you know we up there now carol set us up and everything uh carol did you get that troubleshooting done
2: you mean as far as why the episodes are disappearing
1: (laughs) i mean yeah man what's going on
2: here uh man i you gotta ask zuckerberg man It's the man exactly um, we're
1: trying to be a part of the metaverse uh, exactly we have
2: have
4: no
1: (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly we're still uh we have not graduated to 5d yet
1: right well definitely definitely check us out man we got two great uh last episodes 203 and 204 facebook is hating on us right now but you got a plethora of other platforms you can yeah they us probably on, took right? us
2: down for something silly that they just haven't told us about yet
1: yeah I, well you said you didn't say anything about kobe or anything I sure like didn't, that. not, and, not last mean, episode so I, not a break Yeah, so who knows what you might have said that triggered the uh, Mm -hmm. set off of the podcast Mm -hmm. and censorship and all the things. But we got a great episode lined up for you today. And hopefully we can get 205 to stay up there and everything. You know, we're going to be getting into a little bit of that Dave Chappelle action. Uh, We alluded to it uh, on 203. And so we got the gang here to give their thoughts and opinions on that whole situation there. Um, and then you guys uh, got a chance to hang out. I guess we can start there. You got to hang out with the ETA and the gang. Uh,
3: was it last weekend, two weekends ago, down at ATL?
2: Um, two weekends ago.
3: Yeah, yeah. That was pretty uh, – it was, it was cool. It was cool to see uh, some old faces, new faces. Um, you can feel the good vibe. The energy was good. It was good energy there. Um, it was nice. Well put together, I will say. It was definitely – you can see the growth. Um, it was pretty awesome to see. Um, the room was filled, the energy was yeah, it was good. It was really, really good. Lots of good notes, lots of good notes, some cool, cool speakers that probably aren't a part of ETA. Um, but I'm sure they're now in that family group work together process. And it was um it was good. Real really good nuggets that I put out of there. Some real cool ones.
2: You should tell them it's good one more time.
3: <laughs> you know, it, it almost
1: sounds like you know they might be trying to cover up some things. I'm just messing with you. Um, how did that uh, all come about, man? Because you know, we spent a lot of time, Carol, you spent a lot of time with ETA, um, years past and everything. So I was very, very surprised to hear that y'all were invited out there and you know spent time and everything. So, what, what how did that come about?
2: Yeah, um, I, I got an email. Basically, they said, hey, you're one of our certified game changers. Uh, we're having a speaker boot camp. You know, it's free for you to attend if you want to come out. And I made a phone call and said, hey, what, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, we'll just be going over stuff that'll be helpful to you as a certified speaker and marketing. And I said, OK, can I bring my marketing guide? They said, yep, you can do that. And I was like, oh, OK. Cool. I mean, so we were there. There were lots of people there that that had paid to be there. And we were there, you know, off of the strength of our financial investment, how many ever years ago. <laughs> and, uh, you know, on, 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 on day two, you know, we, we, we saw the sales pitch of, and the real reason why we were there, because they, they are launching something new for certified us, a program for certified speakers to continue to help you. Some of the things that we had talked about, uh, years ago that we thought would have been involved in the initial thing well now they've got that packaged up and ready to help uh you know existing speakers to book more gigs and get out there more and all of that good stuff
1: so taking advantage Yep. Yeah.
2: i'm sorry say that again
1: taking advantage much
2: taking advantage of of that situation of that of that package?
1: Yeah. The the, the growth opportunity that is being presented. Uh you
2: know? no not this time. Um I, I think there's enough um in our network and in this group that we could we could venture out and do what we needed to do without that assist. Um and we we could probably direct our funds
3: um towards some self investment. Grant, it listen this It was good. It was a a hefty price to get K certified. We got that going forward. I think that this reignited his spark, if anything, to really push forward. Um, The next step that we tried, the next step that was going forward they wanted us to do, um, or wanted him to do, um, was a really, really heavy investment. And I don't think that it was to the point yet where I felt like it was, all right, cool, let's go. Um, There are people there who are going to, rock with it and, and go. But I think where Kay is going and how Kay is going through the process, it's not going to be the same um, as the speaker mindset. So I think that path is just not built yet. So I kind of want to just, let's just wait and see where it is for it, from my opinion. Um, but I d- definitely knew when Kay said, hey, let's go where I see, go to this event. I was like, because hmm. <laughs> my antenna always goes up no matter what i'm always like yeah it seems strange nothing really free in life but okay sure if you want to say it's free i'll go um and and i had to um <laughs> i had to let ej and beg ej to watch the boys and there was a whole that was a whole weekend of like this just happened my fault can you just jump in and do this and she was like um fine uh, but, you know, I'm paying for that all this week. because She's gone. <laughs> and she's gone all the way until Friday. And there's no remorse of let. It's just like, you got this. Your time back. But yeah, resorting back to 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 to, to Kane, the, the movement and the sign up, everything else. People are going to do great things. And the way that program is set up um, is what we had talked about before. When Kay first got in here, I was like, these are the things that are needed. And I had told Kay that you no, know, one of, between us, the group, but they didn't tell the public that we need these things. We need the process report. We need uh, assistance on the speaker contracts. We need to figure out who to talk to, where is the network, and that was missing. It was kind of like here's a plan, but you know, you knew it was coming. But the investment of consistent payment um, to be a part of the ETA uh, speaker um, group certification process, it just didn't feel like it was right yet. Now, there are people in there that, you no, know, Kay said, you know what, five, 500 people already went through. So clearly, five,
2: they've certified 588 people since they originally launched the program.
3: So clearly, there is some process going forward, but out of the 500, how many are consistent? How many got that one big push and it fell off? That's what I want to get. And I think that we, as a, um, the 13th floor, as a crew, Um, with more and everything else going on like he has the ability to take that path and run with it we just got to be behind him and push him like we tell our listeners you got to push and keep moving and don't give up and challenge yourself every day and when you think you're done go an extra step i think that's what we got to do for k because that's the next step for him he really has all the techniques and tools if anyone watched the last episode i'll put it up right here Um, on this side for y'all but if you didn't watch it he really goes into the fact that what he was saying were things that people were like wow i didn't think of that and he's saying that without going through the other parts of that course so he has that in him already we just gotta push him super hard like almost off the cliff without even caring and he'll just land and keep running
2: (laughs) um so and 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 i don't want this portion of of this episode to seem like we're being vague or we're hiding something because that's not what it is right um you get into a room and you want to surround yourself with people that are pushing for the same thing you're pushing for or, or, or that can help you get closer there but in doing so it's almost like um a self-assessment, a, a gut check where you get to see, okay, based on everyone in the room, where do I, where do we fall as far as capability? And do we need the type of help that maybe some of the other folks may need? Or do we have it already in our network and in our in, in our group of people? So when you sit there and you do that, and, you know, I had different sessions than what Faison sat through, he sat through the, the sessions for the people that were just starting out or the people that were looking to get certified. I got to be in sessions with just the certified folks. And in that group, it was just like, okay, you know, when you start to see that you stand out a little bit from that group, that's kind of the confirmation that you need as far as, okay, mm-mm, we, we, we've learned um, there are some things that we have picked up along the way that if we just put everything together, we'll be in a, in a very good position to not have to rely on anyone else and we can run with this on our own.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that, Kay, because that was going to be one of my questions. Um, given the amount of self-investment that you and even we have had over the years and some of the feedback you know, that we've given you offline some of the things that you've seen and even what you kind of allude to when you come into these situations and you see that you that you do stand out a bit or that you can play at the next level, when does the switch kind of kick in in your mind or what is it? I, I guess I'm trying to get into the mind of the man because I think it's good for the listener who is making those self-investments, paying out or putting in the time and the work and the effort and now it's like, okay, I got to kick it in the second and or even third gear, or even sixth gear to get to where I know I'm capable of. So mm-hmm. like, what is that mind state like?
2: I think the mindset is there's a very fine line um, of where you feel like I need to continue to get more information. I need to get more data. I need to get more guidance. And then at some point you have to realize, well, wait a minute. I'm not really relying on these training wheels. I'm kind of existing on my own and riding this bike on my own so much so that other people are looking to me to get insight, right? And other people are looking at me like, man, I am so happy that I sat next to you today because you just put me on to some stuff that's a game changer for me. That's going to change my life. You know what I mean? You just discovered for me in 35 seconds, something that I've been trying to figure out for the last two years. And I think once you realize that you're starting to have those type of conversations and those type of moments, that's when you just need to go out there on your own and and, and do your thing um, because you got what you need. Now you just need to uh, establish some consistency, get your reps in because there will be a moment where you will need to go back to perhaps a group that is at that next level. That's for you. But at this point now, you have the knowledge that you need to be successful at your next level. Um, the only thing between you um, and and whatever it is, as far as if you want to call it success or or or, or spreading your wings, is you just actually executing.
1: BJ, you good? Cause I saw you at the spotlight. Oh.
4: I'm just nodding my head along with the conversation.
1: <laughs> I don't know about no spotlight, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, great production. Great, great production. That's cool, man. That's cool, man. Well, um, is there anything else outside, I mean, anything else from that event, you know what I'm saying, any takeaway that you want to pass on before I, you know, skip us on to the next subject?
2: Um, Man, I would say people really have to pay attention to, to their surroundings, right? Um, and you really have to watch how things unfold. So, uh, you know, when people are very happy to see you and they are like, oh, man, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you're here. Um, you need to pay attention to that because there is one uh, possible perception of that where it's just like, oh, OK, these people really care about me and, you know, they missed me or, or, or they value my presence um, and then there's a whole nother thing of, Ooh, you got some talent. Yeah. 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 We're glad you're here. Right. Uh, so other people can be exposed to that. You now become part of the offering, right. Mm-hmm. Of the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that happens, that's when, you know, okay, let me, let me, let me spend some time with myself and, and, and my squad uh, and, and, and let's, let's get some things moving
1: absolutely there it is uh before we transition into the closer portion of this podcast fresh i gotta give you an opportunity to hit us with a fresh ovation for this week so we about to go three two one fresh ovation let's get it
0: um this week we are going to talk about um, um self-dialogue and and making sure you are speaking greatness and 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 just you know wealth prosperity Joy into your life, I think it's something that um, many people do not tap into, uh, even though I often talk about the fact that all power is aligned, all energies are aligned within yourself and within the universe. So if you can go ahead and start taking the time to uh go ahead and tap into the ability to you know speak this greatness into yourself, make sure that your self and personal dialogue is a dialogue of execution, advancement, greatness, preservation, all that good stuff. If you start to have these self dialogues, and I mean even doing things um I learned about an interesting water test that if you go ahead and take uh, two bottles of water, right? You rip off the uh, label of the water on one bottle, you write the word hate. The second bottle, you write the word love. You take those bottles, you put them in the freezer, let them freeze what you are gonna find. Let them freeze for the same time. You take that bottle that you've written the word hate on, that bottle is gonna be just rock hard solid. You're not gonna be able to see through that ice and it's gonna be a, a solid bottle because hate is, is, is so strong. However, if you look at the love bottle that's been frozen for the same amount of time, it's not gonna be all the way frozen. The inside is gonna be kind of slushy. The ice crystals are gonna be formed a little bit different, but there's still a, that ability to see through it. But that's because of the, the power of words that you need to take into your life and and start really having that understanding of speaking, uh, just like I said, greatness into your own life. Start having that positive self dialogue, start being fresh evaded. We out chill. Take flight.
1: There it is. There it is. Fresh evasion brought to you by my man DJ Barry B. Fresh. Make sure you jump on his SoundCloud check all of the spins my man be throwing the mixes in there sporadically but they're always a good time so check them out drop they drop baby it's
0: all happy and you
1: homecoming dj coming up oh yeah
0: by the time y'all hear this it will already have happened but yeah i'm djing right before the boat, boat boat burning in um fireworks and festivities i may be uh Introducing the legend John Cicada, so you know I'm pretty fired up right now. Uh but other than that, you know what time it is? Another beautiful day in Zemunda. Yeah, I don't
1: know who John Cicada is. Who
0: is that? Man, that's like an old school just like I
1: don't did he go to you. No offense. No offense, John.
0: Did I he? don't know if he did. I don't I mean, know if he went but I he mean did. he's just like one of the, Ricky Martin type you know, what I mean? just he? like you know, what I mean? just one of them 80%. I want to say that
4: both, it's like him and his wife, I don't want he did, but if not, he's one of the philanthropists he's been on yep. the board of trustees or something like that over yep.
0: the years. Yep. But shout oh, out okay, to John Sakata. So. Shout out to the uh, staff going ahead and bring me to uh, UM. Make this thing happen. We're going to get frustrated out there too, baby.
1: There it is. There it is. So the moment we've all been waiting for. I know Carol been licking his chops to get into this thing. Uh, for a few weeks now, man.
2: Don't do that, man. I don't want to disappoint you.
1: (laughs) Oh Man, you never disappoint. disappoint. I don't want to disappoint you you when
2: when I'm sitting here quiet.
1: (laughs) This was your idea. What you mean? Oh, man. uh, Our man Dave Chappelle dropped a bombshell uh, stand up on netflix a few weeks back the closer laced with a lot of uh, homophobia uh, jokes and sprinkled in a lot of wittiness and if you really, really really listening you'll catch the message but apparently as most good comedians do he upset a few folks that were either in the crowd or in the metaverse watching and some people had to sound off on it and um we just want to give our thoughts and opinions. That's what the thirteenth floor here is about, man. Expressing our views. You got five black men here from different walks of life, you know, and we just have varying perspectives on a lot of things. And right now we're just gonna get into this closer situation. Um, I don't know who I'm a, I'm gonna save UK. I'm gonna save UK because I know you got a lot that you wanna get off your chest about this whole situation.
2: No, um, I mean I'm what let- I wanna get off my chest right now was to confirm that yes, John. Sakata did go to University of Miami.
1: Of course he Boom. did, man. He's on the board of trustees. He's the money man. You know, Sakata, he is my a man.
2: Frost School of Music. There we go.
1: We're going to highlight you know him what what on the 13th floor page at some point this week. John Sakata. Uh, Faison, man, I'm going to start with you, brother. Um, thoughts, opinions, you know, especially with the backdrop and the fallout behind the LGBTQ community. Um...
3: Yeah, where where you at on this, man? I so watching it, I already knew Dave Spell. So I've watched all those those specials up to this point. So I I knew that he was telling a story and it wasn't a hate, it wasn't the I hate you, I hate them kind of experience. It was just literally a comedian telling the story. And it didn't offend me at all. There were some jokes. I was like, ooh. But it wasn't the ooh as in that was too far. That was the ooh as well. That's pretty funny. Um, and ooh, like that caught you off guard. But it's supposed to catch you off guard. That's the job of a good comedian is to slap you when you're not being expected to be slapped. Um, and then if you if you watch it again all the way through the end you didn't you didn't let the the media ruin it you didn't know listen I didn't see anything that was talked about like people were like oh you see this you see that no I didn't see anything but when I saw a show and then I started listening to all the the news clippings I was like dude they didn't watch the end of the show they didn't finish it because if they were to finish the show then you would sit back and go oh oh. Oh, it all makes sense now, and that's where it is. And it's just—it's just to me—it's crazy that people pull snippets. We are in the age of the snippet: thirty seconds, one minute, two minutes, whatever it may be. I'm gonna pull this part of it, and I'm gonna run with that. And he says it in the show, like you just grab one piece of it, and you kept using the same speaking lines. And it's crazy because that actually happened to him on this show, which is it's right. Insane. It's clickbait, first off. That's
0: that's what we're in the age of is clickbait. They want to try to generate and figure out any way to make some type of headline that will get people to what is what what are you talking about? Um but Dave Chappelle has went to that like George Carlin uh uh progression where he is not only doing the greatest like stand-up in history, but he's also bringing in this social commentary which is that's what is the irritant, right? The fact that he can bring in the social commentary that then uh, uh, stimulates your mind so much that, that brings up these conversations that are not being fully, fully stated, but are still yet very poignant and make a lot of sense. And the fact that he does it in a joking way, you know, it's, it's always um, interesting to me how offended people can get from by comedians when it's like they are giving you the benefit of letting you know that hey I'm a comedian this is what I do and you still want to figure out some way to try to act like ah I know that's your job but I don't like the way that you're doing your job I just think it's always such a what are you talking about? Like, what are, what are we doing right now? Why are we sitting here and acting like a comedian who has joked about anything? You know what I mean? Anything. They're a comedian. That's what they're supposed to do. If they're not funny, don't go to their shows. Don't buy their stuff.
1: You know, for me, and it didn't kind of hit me all the way until just now, and it's almost a, a relatable experience for something that happened to me earlier in the week. But I think it falls into... Um, you guys ever seen uh, this uh, TD Jakes video? He's in a, a white gown. He starts out in the crowd. Um, and at some point in this hour long speech, he gives, he talks about a 90 degree thinker versus a 360 degree thinker. Not familiar? Okay, Carol is not. So I got one.
3: Yeah, got one. Break it, down, that baby. break it down. Break it down. Give us a 30 second synopsis
1: or a minute. So, and, and the whole speech or video or sermon, because it's a little bit of everything um, mixed in there. It's not about that. That's a piece of it, but it's a very powerful piece. I think the whole speech is more about leadership. Um, But he he breaks down 90 degree thinkers and 360 degree thinkers. So a 90 degree person, they kind of only seeing what's right there in front of them. They're not seeing beyond, you know, the trees that are right there. 360 degree uh, thinker or leader is a person that's considering everything that's around them. You know, you're considering this over here, that behind you, what's coming up, and the things that might shoot you from either side of your peripherals. And I think that a lot of the stuff or um, criticism that was given was from that 90-degree standpoint, because as you said, uh, on if you watch the whole thing and not just the first 45 minutes, if you actually got through the 55 minutes of it, then you see where everything ultimately is going. And Dave Chappelle, as Fresh alluded to, has run the gamut when it comes to the, the topics of his, um, his stand-up comedy. Even if you take into consideration how politically driven his uh, Saturday Night Live was after the election, um, I think you 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 know you really take away from the genius of the man when you're not being considerate of that, and it's it's not hurtful. It's disappointing when you have a community or at least someone speaking um, on behalf of a community, <laughs> but can't get outside of just their particular circumstance. You know, they're not really trying to take the holistic view of everything and it was funny because I had a very similar situation happen um, in the workplace and you know my question is to you all after you know stating all of that is given Dave Chappelle's stance and where where he took his stance you know he's like I'm not doing anything until we can laugh together right how do you deal with the 90 degree thinkers do you kind of just leave them where they are do you try to uh, juxtapose the position or figure out the position or is it worth uh, spending the time and effort into helping them understand or maybe you need to gain a deeper understanding like how do you go about that
0: um I I will give people uh, a good college try however I'm not um (laughs) I'm no longer built for the friction and so I mean I will give people an opportunity to to try to Validate their short sightedness, but I, I'm on a path of, of, you know, motivation moving, moving forward. So I, I, I won't allow a lot of frustration to ensue in my, uh, you know, quest of trying to define their short sighted, short sightedness. If they are kind of there, then yeah, they will be left behind.
3: I think that right now that that's, I can say it happens at work and I take pride in a couple seconds saying, Hey, I want to at least share with this person, see it from this view. And I got your view and my opportunity view, but here's what I did. Here's the rest of the story you may not have gotten. And I leave it up to them. I'm not going to force the message, change their thoughts, but I'm going to tell them, well, yeah, I, I get your point. I get why you got pissed off and turned it off. But as you walk past that point or had you walk past that conversation with your boss or so forth, you might have seen the bigger picture and this is what the end looked like. And it's up to them to kind of say what it is from there. But I felt like I've set my piece and I'm still cool with that person or we're still cool in that group. But I know that I didn't leave them hanging so that when it comes back around again and it always does come back around again, I'm like, hey, hey, I tried to tell you back then. So the next time you talk to them, they're, they're gonna say that you hope they say, well, tell me more, tell me more about it or why you think that. And they, now the conversation starts they gotta kind of be smacked in the face first before they can say let me open up and see what else is out there
0: i'll drop a gem but you better pick it up and ask me about it i guess is the best way to put it right like where i'll give you a little bit but i'm not going to if i can tell you're not ready for the food i'm not i'm not going to keep on sitting there cooking and and trying to you know put more on your plate Exactly.
4: there's a couple things mixed in with that like least today, we are part of a conversation. This DEI initiative push across the organization I'm with right now. And part one of the professional learning we do internally is conscious inclusion, right? Um, is looking at all of the different perspectives of, of what people bring to the table, identities, things like that, how it plays out. And one of the things this conversation is bring me back to is like a four quadrant um, that deals with metacognition, right? Just thinking about your thinking. And I had to pull it up and make sure I'm not misquoting anything, so I want to make sure I, I pulled the right resource. Um, but really, you think about it, and I think it's applicable to this situation right now, four states of how you firstly address stuff, and then you take action. First is, I don't know what I don't know. I know what I know. I don't know what I know. Or I know what I don't know. And at many different stages in life, in many different in every situation we're at we're fluidly moving through these four quadrants and that was one of the things that I brought to the table today, because they wanted us to kind of pull out like so what are you bringing to the table about this conversation? I'm like I see myself in all four quadrants right and and I think personally and again not to put my I'm forward thinking anybody else or whatever but that was what I was at where I was sitting at today with this whole conversation we were having. Again, in the in the group, there's two black males. um, I'm trying to count squares on the screen. I'm sorry, y'all. Two white males, three black females, and a plethora of the Latinx community um, that are that are in this cohort that we're going through right now. And then when I say that, like everybody kind of paused and like, we'll kind of explain more. Like, so take this whole. What the the question was? What do you do, right, Brett? i don't want to lose sight of what the question what do you do how do you approach it right so right. part of it is that again this is the art for me he said in in the whole spirit this is the art Just like somebody painting somebody taking the photograph somebody doing uh sculpture whatever like how you interpret it is how you interpret it right so what he's saying on stage again if you listen all the way through but again just like you read a book you listen to this podcast Somebody's going to walk away from this podcast with one understanding that somebody's listening to is going to talk, walk away with a totally different understanding, right? And it's what do you do with that information? Are you stuck in your position that you know what you know and what you know reigns supreme? Or do we have that growth mindset where there may be some things about this whole situation? I can't tell you how a member of any community, because he, Man, we saw we talk about the Jewish community. talked about the Black community. talked about the LGBTQIA. I think I got everything in there now. Um, community, <laughs> like there, and again that and that even me saying that part is growth of trying to acknowledge. Okay, that's an evolving description, evolving group, and trying to be acknowledged of it. You asked me that two years ago. Like I, I, I don't know. Like so, personal growth. Like I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. So when I go back to that quadrant and I think about all those different components of it, is really that metacognition. Do I need to have the conversation? Does communication lines need really to be open? Yes. To what extent does that mean? I, yo, look, I, I, I can't say for him. That may be a totally different level than any of us over here ever think of. Like it may be another interaction with another person. This is just gonna tweak it and have that conversation and then be like, look, when he got to the point where that person like. Again, if anybody got to the end of that story, I don't want to break it up for anybody who hasn't seen it, right? Um, spoiler alert for that. But when he got to the end of that story, I was like, oh my God. Like, I emotionally felt that, like sitting here watching them, like,
1: that's it was so the, unexpected.
4: Right. Yeah. And that's the drasticness of what we're doing to each other in society, but not understanding which quadrant he fall in and Am I stuck there or can I move fluidly through that? And that only happened through communication. I've been quiet all night. That's my
1: piece. Good. No, (laughs) and I saw it.
2: I saw it coming.
1: Wisdom. Wisdom.
2: So the the first thing I want to say is, Brett, if you remember coming into my office in Maryland, I don't know if you remember that I had a circle drawn on my board and said that certain people. You remember that?
1: I remember. I don't remember all the details, but I do remember you had it. Yes.
2: And I said there were certain people at this level. They're 90 degrees. Then you get to this level, you 180 degrees and then you keep yeah. going right around the, the full <laughs> circle. Right. Um, here's the thing. And here's what's happening with, in my opinion, what's happening with Dave Chappelle. There are people out there who have a 90 degree view. And then you have people that don't go do research for themselves and they cheat off of those people's paper and they have the same 90 degree view, <laughs> right? Where if you would have put into work, you'd have understood that you might've gotten to at least 180 degree, even if you didn't get to, 300, to 360, right? Mm-hmm. So there's people that aren't even taking the time to go watch it. They're just jumping on the bandwagon. But here is the crazy thing. And what they're doing is exactly reemphasizing his point and he specifically chose the lgbtqia community because here is the thing yes when you think about minorities um, or those that are underrepresented or those that are treated uh unfairly that's like the strongest group and why are they the strongest group They're because the strongest they group. Everyone. They're the strongest group because you encompass everybody else. It doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. It doesn't matter what country you're from, male, female, transgender. You all unite under that group.
3: True. True.
2: So the diversity of that group is the strength of it. And that's why they hold so much power right now, because the you're organizing based on your status as lgbtqia right and i think dave's whole point is hey that's great you guys figured something out right Mm -hmm. you you, if you're black that's it you're black you you can't go find somebody else to go be a part of the group right Mm -hmm. legitimately be part of the group Right. If you're female. You know, I, yes, with an operation, yeah, I can go be female. But at the end of the day, you, you're female, you're female. Right. Um, if you're Hispanic, that's it. You, you're Hispanic. Right. You, you can't. If you don't fall into that, that, that classification, you, you, you can't go be in it all of a sudden. Right. So there's a certain strength there in that particular group and i think the whole point is hey look what are you doing with your strength Mm -hmm. because Uh if you're not doing something with your strength and using it to help everybody else then you're just like the white males you have power you could change it if you wanted to but you choose to preserve yourself which I think the whole point was, hey, if you're not now going to turn around and use the position that you've now got to help everybody else, then you're just as bad as the people that are in, in, the, in, the, in the position of power now. 100%. And if, and if you think about the one joke where he said, and, and he drew references to it too, he said, hey, the Me Too movement, you guys went about that all wrong, Right? And here's what you need. You need a man to come over there. And then he went through the whole thing. And then at the end he said, Oh, then we're back full circle, aren't we?
0: (laughs) But that's that's that genius. That's that, like I said, George Carlin was one of those guys who used to do that just so amazingly, like, just be able to put that button on it that, like, yo, it would still take you. Watching it three or four times before you can do exactly what you just did, K, when it's really like that realization of like, Jesus, this man is a genius, like a genius to be able to do that. Tell that story that way
2: to make that statement. Right. And and it's really like, hey, look, along the way, who helped you? Now, what are you going to do at this point? Right? Are you gonna turn around and cast out the very people that were willing to help you and want to cancel people because even though they didn't agree with you, they still helped and supported you. And now where Period. are we? Period, Powerful. So here's the question it, it's it's a very um, interesting situation and here's the thing. I think his um, documentary, I think that was the next thing that he was coming out with was a documentary.
0: Didn't it come out already, or is that an old one? Nah, so what, did you guys have the opportunity? He did like a little rebuttal to everybody. I don't know if it was at a a stand-up show that he did recently, but pretty much every... Everybody but Next Netflix is iced them out. He pretty much told um the community that like yo, he's not backing down. And it, you know, he wasn't talking bad about them in the first place, but he's not backing down from what he said because again he put in the same context of, of what you just stated. But then he also said that they're gonna do a private viewing. Well, it's not a private view, I think in five cities he said he's selecting that the the movie's gonna be or uh, the documentary documentary is going to be shown for free I, I don't know if it's for free or if it's only going to be like at select theaters in these five
2: cities i didn't well, really get the full well nobody would pick it up now
0: yeah but that's what no that's what he said so that's right. what he's doing is a, a five city everybody shut him down but netflix and so he's doing there's five cities but i just don't know if he said that in those five cities he was like showing it directly at theater at some theater for free or if it was like available in those cities or if it was mm-hmm. like uh I, I didn't get the full concept of of how the delivery was going to roll out but i know he had five cities that he was going to be able to present this documentary in
2: yeah so i i feel he had a multi-tiered plan because i think he saw this first part happening um so i want to see how the rest of it plays out like what's he going to do next
4: So the the one thing you you hit on, and you talk about that cancel culture, and that's the one thing I think with this society we live in now, that, again, especially celebrities, right? You have somebody with the status, the money, the people believe that, oh, I'm just going to go after you and, and go that way, right? And again, this is BJ's take on it. Like, if you look at anybody and everybody who has been, quote, unquote, canceled in society, it's like, what's the reason, what's the justification? You've got people on the cancel cancel culture list, the things that happened 10, 11, 12 years ago, right? Things that were done at a standup, Kevin Hart, he brought that up in, in a piece. Something that happened, I can't remember what year that that they were referring to when it happened, um, but it was at least, it was more than six years prior to. It might have been
0: even, 10 or 15 I wouldn't years I want to say it was 10 to. but I don't yeah, remember. Exactly it, it, it had nothing to do with any time that he was even remotely famous.
4: And, and again, and I'm not dismissing, I can't tell you how somebody from a specific culture or group will react, but instead of somebody talking to, them, communicating, they wanted to cancel Eminem for the song he did back in like, it was like 2001, 2002. I'm like, are you, again, With that attitude, every single person needs to just be shut down. That means that's telling you that nobody can grow. Nobody can learn. Nobody goes through ups and downs and makes comments or makes offhanded things about stuff. They don't know what they don't know. And I I go back to, again, it's not an excuse, but people do grow in their mentality, in their understanding. And a lot of that growth happens with life and what we experience life. Now, you can't tell me, like, Growing up in a Black family, that there weren't certain stereotypes that you guys were exposed to about Blacks in general, about Whites, about Hispanic, about anything, right? The only way we grew out of those things was through what? You experience life. You get around different communities. You get around different experiences. You are exposed to things throughout your life in general. And I thank God for all those exposures that I've ever been a part of the good, the bad and the ugly, right? Yeah. But all those things have, have shifted my mindset. And let me think like, yeah, we were raised and taught things in a bubble about different races and different communities, even within the black community. We were taught things about that because those are the people who, who we grew up around and the beliefs that they held and those beliefs are passed down. The only way to get around that, and for me to say something, expose something, yes, it, it exposes that, A a certain level of ignorance, if you will, but at the same time, is am I crucified for something that I did or I thought based on my environment and how I was taught before, or are we going to have a conversation about what my views are now? And in cancel culture right now, where we do stuff and think about stuff without talking to somebody, without educating, like without understanding where that background came from, like we're just doomed. Like cross out society as a whole. Because there's no conversation, there's no communication, there's no door open doors for us to get we're to dialogue. the point where we're able to dialogue and able to grow. And the object is to really, if we talk about, this black and white relation, take the LGBTQIA community out of it. If that's the idea we have about black and white, then we're screwed. We're screwed as a society. And everybody getting close, so everybody go back to segregated communities, segregated idealists, segregated things, You do this, we're going to do that, and just live life and hope for the best. That's not the
1: world I want to live in. Well said, BJ. We're going to go ahead and leave that there. Um, Before I come to you, uh, Faison, for the corner, and Carol, for the closing, I want to remind everybody of where you can get this podcast. Obviously, you're listening to us right now, but go ahead and check us out on Facebook. You know, we're on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, all places where podcasts are played. You can find the 13th Floor at 13th Floor, please, on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, yeah, if you're on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button and leave a comment because Faison, he will comment back. Now I'm kicking it to you, brother. What you got for the corner this week, man?
3: Oh, man. So this week, it was funny because I had this idea in my head, and then Kay brought something up, and then now BJ brought something up, and I'm like, wow, this actually aligns well. Um, so I won't start with the the topic. I'll just explain the the corner. Um, you never know when your number is going to be called. You never know when you're going to need support. You never know when you're going to be called to the stage to do something or be there as a representative of some sort. Um, And when that thing happens, you gotta be ready um, at all times. And by that, I'm gonna say, always keep a charger or always keep um, spark plugs, or not spark plugs. uh, I I lost what I was gonna say. Always keep the cables in your car because when they're in your car, and it's a metaphor for life, always keep a jumper cables ready to go you never know at what point in time you might need that jump, you may get that spark. If you're ready to go when it's called on, then you can jump right to action. But if you don't have it and you got to search for it, the opportunity can blow right past you and someone else can jump in a spot and assist, help, move forward, succeed, or share the message that should be shared that could help someone else in that path. And that's where I'll end it. Big facts. Big
1: facts. Coach K. It's a great episode, man. Why don't you go ahead and close us out in great fashion?
2: You think so, man? You think it was a great episode, man? Uh, uh, listen, I don't know what happened today, man. It might be carryover energy from last week. You know, everybody seemed like we were kind of tight. Like we were kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like we were.
1: I felt I like know. the transitions were, were, were popping. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like we got stuck outside of BJ not raising his hand. You know what I think? I thought it was a good show, man. I, I don't know.
2: No, I, I agree with you, man. We'll leave it to the listeners, though, man. List, listeners, let us know, you know, if it was a great show. Let us know how you felt about it. Uh, we definitely want to know. We want we want you to have an active seat at the table, not a muted seat at the table. Um, and, and and that's where I want to take us as we close this out, because. We want to say that, oh, yeah, 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 you know, everybody's welcome to the table, but then we remove the chairs. We don't want people to be comfortable and be able to have the same rights and privileges that we do. Or we sitting there eat, eating with with you know, stainless steel and, and, and fancy silverware, and we give everybody else plasticware. So I think at the end of the day, if you really want to understand who somebody is, what somebody's going through, You have to give them an equal chance. You can't try to understand somebody but not be uh, given the same platform, right? I can't can't speak with a microphone and I give you a a soup can. It's not comparable. Your, Your delivery will not be the same as mine no matter what you do. So I think if we really want to be an inclusive society and we feel like uh there's no racism there's no discrimination there's no well let's put that to the test let's give everybody the same opportunity give everybody a seat at the table give everybody a chair give them all the same quality uh silverware and here's the thing if you can't do that then why don't you sacrifice your silverware and change to plasticware so you can try to experience the life increase your degree of understanding move from that 90 to that 180 move from the 180 to the 360 but the only way you can do that is if you expose yourself to people that have different viewpoints from you people that have been brought up in a different way than you were because if the only thing you do is go find other people with the same limited view as you then guess what you will not grow and you will continue to have that same view so if you really want to be inclusive if you really want to say that we treat people fairly and there's no problems, then open yourself up. Give everybody a seat at the table. Let's have real conversation, real dialogue.
1: There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We are done here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are uh, amazing. amazing.